a bit of spring training with him not playing and they're they're saying that there's nothing wrong with him but he's still not playing does that does that smell weird to you uh maybe a little bit i, I wish they'd be a little bit more clear about things uh that's not really the the phillies forte but um from what they're saying i don't see i don't think it's a, a huge deal I, I think really they're just trying to rest him they don't want him to, to have to uh play too many unnecessary innings on on those knees as we saw you know overuse was what led to this injury and this ailment it's pretty much going to be with him for the rest of his career so it doesn't worry me if if we start getting into you know march 20th and he hasn't had an at-bat yet in the game then i think it's time to start worrying but for now i i think i trust them when they say that you know, really, let's just rest him. There's no need to play him in these games. I wish they'd, because Jimmy Rollins is playing a lot of innings early on. Shane Victorino, maybe they should rest these guys a little bit more, too. We know Dude, they're, they're baseball. baseball players. They're baseball players. They got to play oh, baseball. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm not saying that they can't, but, I mean, if you're saying that you need to rest Chase Utley in his knee, well, yeah. Rollins has had leg issues in the past. Why not rest him a little bit more? I mean, these are meaningless games. I know they're baseball players, but, Come on, man. These are meaningless games. A team that won 102 games last year, a guy's not going to have to play every inning of spring training. Yeah, well, I I, just, I would like to see Chase Utley play one inning of spring training. I'm not Jen. Angelo can be alarmist, and I you know I listen to the Angelo show every single day. You know, I come into work, I listen every single day, and I but and he can do things. You know, he can say things, and I'm like, ah, dude, you're being crazy. But the Chase Utley thing. I don't know, man. I just think about general knee soreness last year, and all of a sudden he misses 40% of the season. So um, they're holding him out for nothing, and then, you know, who knows. Um, and then apparently Dontrell Willis had a horrible day today, but let's hope he um, – and it, the way Doobie was talking about it, it didn't sound, didn't sound too positive. And I was kind of hoping he would be the, uh, the J.C. Romero this year. Yeah, you know, I think everyone's kind of hoping that. And you see his numbers, his splits against left-handed batters is, is, is remarkable. But it sounds like he's dealing with a little bit of elbow soreness that he kind of poo-poos and said, hey, there's nothing wrong with me. I can go out there and pitch. And Rich Doobie seemed a little bit, you know, upset about about how that was handled. Um, but, yeah, this is this gets interesting now because Dontrell Willis wasn't really – he wasn't given the job. He had to go out and, and win this job in, in spring training because there are other lefties that can do it. Jake Deakman, these, these other youngsters are, are chomping at the bit here. So if he falters, Dontrell Willis might not make this club. So you better watch. I mean, nothing is going to be handed to him right now. And so far, not good with him. Yeah, I th- I th- we all hear the name Dontrell Willis, and we assume that he'll make the team because we know his name. It's you know, it's that little thing. Yeah. You, it's like a subconscious thing. You're like, well, how could Dontrell Willis not make? Even knowing the struggles he had, you figure he'd make the team. Um, talking to Pat Gallon from FilliesNation.com. I want to give you some over unders. I want you to tell me. I want to give you some numbers. Tell me. Uh, tell me what you think. You ready? Yeah, love the over-under. All right. It's, it's always good. It's Over-under is always fun for anything. Uh, okay, over-under wins, 94 and a half. Oh, man. I'm going to go – I'll go over. I think they're going to win – I think they're going to win 95 games, actually. All right. And you – where, where do – let me ask you this. Where do the seven games that they – that they that is lower than last year, where does that – where does that come from? I mean, I think you can scatter them a couple of wins probably to Florida, Washington. They're better. Uh, okay. uh, the Braves Braves are still a pretty good team. And then, you know, 102 games to, to win that many in a season is really, really hard to do. Uh, 
I mean, there's a reason why there's only one team every other year that, that hits that plateau. So, I don't know. I'll say 95. Okay. Uh, Chase Utley home runs over or under 19 and a half. I am going over. I think he's going to hit about 21 or 22 this year. Okay. Chase Utley RBI is over or under 89. Uh, I'll go under that. Just just a little bit under that. I think he gets in, maybe into the 80s. Okay. All right. Here, here's a big one. You ready? Oh, yeah. Ryan Howard home runs. 26. Ooh, under. I don't, I, with this latest setback that they're not. No, bro, it's not a setback. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a, come on. It's a setback. It's, no, no, it's, no, 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 no. I, I heard what, what they said. It's not a setback. Well, whatever it is, is not good. When your <laughs> foot is infected, let's just call it not good. Your foot is infected after a major surgery. He's going to be pushed back. Can I use that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be all-star break, right? I mean, it's going to be July, isn't it? I would think probably early July. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, if they thought he was going to be back sometime in May, this is going to push it back a little bit longer. I would, I'm would. i thinking July 1st. I'm thinking that's the time. If he's not back by July 1st, it's time to maybe start panicking. Yeah, well, or just play uh, John Mayberry there more. Um, and then that they're lucky to have that. They're lucky to have Knicks to be able to play left and then just Mayberry to play first. I mean, without – everybody keeps talking about Tommy. Tommy's not going to play first. Mayberry's going to play first. So, um, all right, you ready? here's a positive one. Uh, Hunter Pence, 25.5 home runs, over or under? I'm going over. I think he's going to hit about 30 this year. Um, he was their best hitter. The two months they had him, he was by far their best hitter. Mm-hmm. Hunter Pence RBIs, 99. Over under. Uh, I'll go over. I think he's going to hit 30. I think he's going to have about 105 RBI. I think it's going to be a big year for him. It's got to be. I mean, he's he's got to put this offense on his shoulders. Is he going to hit cleanup, you think? Yeah, for the most, yeah, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Um, okay, pitching time. Roy Halladay wins. 19, over under. Can I push? No. You can't. 19 and a half there. Over, under. You can't push at 19 and a half. Under. I think he wins 19. Okay. Um, Cliff Lee wins. Over, under 16. Over. Um, do you know, I, there's something about him and wins. He goes through too many bad streaks during the year to win, like, 18, 19, 20 games, it feels like. He he has like two or three times where he'll have a, a month where he's been, and this has happened both times he's been here, where he'll have a month where he's completely used, or even when he was in uh, Seattle, he'll have a month where he's no good. Um, Come on, haven't, you, haven't you learned anything that pitchers' wins are, are useless? Yes, I'm right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, wins don't mean anything. I'm sorry. Cole Hamels wins uh, 15, over under. I think he finally gets over the hump this year. Although uh-huh. I thought that for what the last three years. Yeah, we've we've all thought that. Um, Papelbon blown saves over under six. Under. Okay. Saves. The NL, the NL is a lot easier than the American League, especially the American League East. Um, I think we know the the answer to this. Appearances for Dontrell Willis over under thirty five. <laughs> uh, at this point, over under one might be a good yeah, question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, under. Okay. He, uh, yeah, I'll go under. I'll go under. <laughs> He's not even going to be on the team. Uh, talking to Pat Gallon from uh, Pat Gallon from philliesnation.com. All right, I got a few more over unders for you, all right? Uh, yep, yeah, Games played for uh, Placido Polanco over under 101. Over. I think he'll play about 130 this year. He's going to be banged up. I mean, he, 
he's older now, and they're going to try and give him some rest, keep him off his feet. But uh, I think he's got 130 games in him this year. I think 32 games off should be enough for him. Profe- uh, major league at bats for Don Brown over under 100. Stumper right there, man. Because I want to say, I want to say more. I want to, I want to go over. But I think if he doesn't make the team, and and of course there are going to be injuries, but I think they're deep enough this year that they don't have to. It's not a necessity to bring him up midseason and do what they did with him last year. So I'm gonna go over because I think they really want him to be in AAA. They want him to have a full year in AAA. So I'll go. Under, although I'm very reluctant to do that. Don Brown is like the, we were talking last week, is like the Phillies version of Evan Turner. And everybody who yeah. likes Don Brown thinks if you just give him that bat, he'll be fine. Maybe somebody from the Phillies is watching Evan Turner tonight and they'll, yeah. uh, they'll give him a shot. I mean, that's, it's kind of the truth. I mean, how can you tell what a guy is unless you've seen him for a year? Especially well, I, in baseball. I'll tell you, man, he can't catch the ball, and that's a problem. That's that's a problem for me. He's is. He is brutal in the outfield still. Um, all right, final one. You ready? Yep. Total number of at-bats before you yell at Jimmy Rollins for swinging at the first pitch. <laughs> Over uh, under three. I'd, I'd like to think I'm a little, a little bit more used to it than the average fan, but... Uh, uh, I'll go over. I'll, All right. Okay. Well, I'll say, I'll say five. Yeah, but well, that's Adam Regner, <laughs> produ- the, my producer, said five. He, when I started with the over under Jimmy Rollins before you yelled at him for swinging at the first pitch, he put up the the one hand. He said five. So you know what though, in his career, he's actually really good swinging at the first pitch. I, I mean, don't want to hear. People want to hear. No, I don't, <laughs> don't want to hear it, Pat. I don't want to hear think it. Be, I think you can kind of see. You know, they're, they're, they've planted the seeds of him kind of changing things as far as his at bats go. He's been walking a little bit here. No. Early on. I know it's just spring training and whatever, no but, uh, you know, he's, he knows that he's got to make some changes, and I think he will. Let J Roll be J Roll. You got to let J Roll. All right. Well, then, two more questions before I let you go. The other questions of the night uh, Peyton Manning, Eagles, you interested? Yes or no? Uh, I am not interested. Okay. I love Peyton Manning, but I just uh, that's a pipe dream. Yeah, I think it's a pipe dream too. I think anybody, I think anybody who is into Peyton Manning and Philly is delusional. So, well, though I respect Ray Dittinger and Jeff McLean, I think they're delusional. Well, I think Mike Vick is owed like what twelve million dollars guaranteed this year. I mean, I find it hard to believe that they'll be able to sign Peyton Manning and no, you get rid of Vick. Yeah, but I think he's guaranteed. I think this is the last year that he's guaranteed money. Yeah, it's a pretty sizable amount. So I find it hard to believe that the Eagles are going to pay to get rid of Mike Vick, and they're going to bring on Peyton Manning because he's going to cost probably what fifteen million at least. Yeah, I think they can. I can get somebody. I think they can get somebody to take Vick if they want and the money. I, I just don't think that's a problem. There's so many teams that need quarterbacks. Um, I mean, look at they trade for everybody. You know, look they got a second round pick and a Pro Bowler for Kevin Cobb. Um, and then the other question: um, Is it possible after seeing tonight? Do you think that Drew Holiday, Evan Turner, Andre Iguodala can all start on a successful basketball team? I mean, I've been. I've been trying to find the positives in Evan Turner and and this you know this swoon that, that he's been going through here, but I think they can figure out a way. I think it, it's good that he's going to get some starts. Um, so I'm I'm buying that they can figure this thing out and that he can kind of turn it around here. I've been a fan, but I will say this: you know, 
putting it in context, it looked like the Celtics were playing at about 35% tonight. Yeah, yeah. It looked like they were playing on internet lag, like if you're playing okay. online or something, and they're and it's slow. That's yeah. what that's what they looked like. They did look really slow. And I'm, you know, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt because you think Jimmy Rollins is going to change this year. And once, once you said, I mean, that, he's not going to completely. I mean, he's not going to go back to dreadlock Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, I think he can change a little bit where he can keep everyone happy. Thanks for uh, for coming on, man. Thank you. All right, Spike. All right. Man, appreciate it. That is Pat Gallon from philliesnation.com, a wonderful site for uh, for Phillies analysis. I mean, you get uh, – there's a lot of places to get it here, and there's a lot of news out there, but they have a bunch of guys on that site that um, – when they're when you're doing it for the love and they're all doing it for the love, you know you know they're putting they're putting a lot of work into it, and they really care. So it's a good site, and I, uh, I recommend you check it out. Um, I, I think uh, – I think those are the two topics tonight. Are they? They're the Evan Turner, Andre Iguodala, Drew Holiday. Can they keep them together and make them win? And Peyton Manning. Do you want them here? If so, what's wrong with you? Um, George, Ray, and Bob have opinions on every one of those, and we'll have them coming up next. And you as well at eight two eight 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 seven two nine. 9494 888-729-9494 By the way, I think first game, first pitch, Jimmy Rollins swings. That is my prediction. Absolutely. Yes, I'll bet you, Adam. Handshake bet. Bet you a dollar. Let's see if we're allowed to do that. My name is Spike Eskin, 94 WIP Sports Time is 1215. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hi, this is Angelo Catavi. Whatever you do, don't miss our show on Thursday morning from 5.30 to 10. We are going to be in Clearwater, Florida with the Phillies. Sports Radio 94 WIP. No static and the best sports talk in Philadelphia on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Funniest part of the Sixers game tonight to me was when Nikola Vucevic got dunked on by Brandon Bass and Evan Turner laughed at him. <laughs> I don't know if any of the cameras caught it because when you're sitting in press, you're right behind the the basket. And I don't I don't generally sit down there, but I was down there tonight, and I swear Evan Turner laughed right in his face. And it looks like they all have a, a good time with uh, Vucevic, but um, man, I don't think you can laugh <laughs> laugh at another guy when he gets dunked on. That seems unfair to me. Uh, my name is Spike Eskin, and uh, Ray, you are a 94 WIP. Thanks for holding, man. Hey, Spike. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Hey, I'm kind of, I'm doing well, thanks. I'm kind of calling in for an update. Um, what's going on with Peyton Manning? And um, let's talk about the Sixers, and they're going the wrong way. Ooh. Well, uh, what, what do you want to do first, Peyton Manning or the Sixers going the wrong you way? You tell me, and let's have a conversation. Oh. <laughs> let's do it then, brother. Um, Peyton Manning? There's nothing going on. I mean, he will uh, be able to sign with whomever he wants. Um, and there were a couple of columns in Philly today suggesting, and a bunch of callers suggesting, that the Eagles should do what they can to go after Peyton Manning and uh, and maybe uh, you know get rid of Michael Vick. Um, and I think that's crazy. I think that is a very stupid yeah, thing to do. Kind of crazy. Yeah. So after what I didn't have time today. I was on the golf course, which is a good thing. Yeah, totally. But I missed that. I missed that whole Peyton thing with his owner. Oh, he was crying up a storm. It was it was hilarious. Well, what really happened, and where do you think he's going to go? 
Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's all the normal places. I mean, you hear the Redskins because they need a quarterback and they always spend money on people. But then he says he doesn't. Or the rumor is, I guess, they doesn't want to play in the same division as Eli Manning. Um, so, but I, I think that's BS. Um, and then there's the Jets. Um, which would actually be pretty interesting, uh, just because they have they've had such a good defense and they have a young quarterback. But that'd be then there's Miami. Uh, you've heard that that is a rumor as well. So, um, sure. so who knows? I, I don't think Here, any of us know. Here's my pick. My pick is Arizona. I have heard why Arizona not? too. Yeah, absolutely. They, my well, pick would be Arizona. And, and and why are the Sixers going the wrong way, Ray? Well, I'm asking you. Like, I'm I'm trying to get in tune with the Sixers, and they keep not having ball control going down the middle, and they pass off to somebody on the right or the All left. Right. All right. <laughs> Ray had a couple of, like, beers, I feel like, on the golf course, and um, I've, he was, like, doing his own show. <laughs> I'm glad that you want to hear my opinion, but I give my opinion the whole show. I just want—I want to be able to have a back and forth. It didn't seem like we were having a conversation, but uh, I think Arizona is a good pick for Peyton Manning. As long as he's not here, I'm good with it. George, you're on ninety-four WIP. Hey, how you doing? Uh, listen, I want to talk about the Peyton Manning thing. Yeah, I really, really would love to have him come here and take one one year deal on him. Mm-hmm. Take a shot. I mean, we, we're not going to win a Super Bowl, Michael Vick. Why? I, he's 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 athletic as hell. But we're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. Manning's very smart. Wait, can I'd we, love to have him. Can we just take a step back? Uh, sure. I'll, okay, whatever. so I, no, I just don't want to miss any points. So you said that Michael Vick can't win a Super Bowl, which is a fair statement, and I said why, and you said he's athletic as hell. But and, he's not. When it comes down to audibles and reading defenses, he can't do that. Okay. It, well, but you've seen him do it, though, right? Yeah, he's a good. He's, a good, he's athletic as hell, but he's not Peyton Manning. I have my choice to take Peyton Manning. Okay, and even though Peyton Manning had four neck surgeries and he's thirty six years old, wouldn't you take a one year deal and take a chance on him? No, I don't think now's the time to take chances, man. I think you take chances when you when you like when the the other, if the other option was was a bad quarterback, you know, if it was Kyle Orton or if it was Rex Grossman, then I would take a flyer on Peyton Manning. But if my other option is Michael Vick, who I think is a slightly better quarterback than just somebody who's athletic as hell, he's a great athlete. He is. Well, nobody's he's a really good quarterback too. You know, I he he had a he didn't have a great year last year. That's absolutely sure. But I think the year before he showed that he can he can read defenses and throw yeah, the football. Manning though, one one time deal and trying to show at least show the uh, the Eagles uh, fans that you're trying to win a Super Bowl. But Jeffrey Lurie went and got this guy. I don't know that that means that they're showing. They uh, no, I'm just saying. What if what if he went out and did that? It would at least say he was trying to win, you know. Yeah, but I think they're trying to win now. I I think that's a good point, George. I just think it's completely off base. I think last year, <laughs> I think it's not a good point. I think last year the Eagles showed that they were very intent on trying to win a Super Bowl. Whether they, it's not how much you. When I was in school, let's start back. When I was in high school or even college, there were all these these freaking kids who would always come in and say that they studied for like seven hours or they studied for six hours. And all I could think was like, we had three chapters. What were you studying for six hours? It's not, And they would get a B minus and they'd cry or they'd get a C plus and they'd cry. It's not how much you want it. 
It's how well you do it. And there's no question that the Eagles want to win a Super Bowl, that Jeff Lurie wants to win a Super Bowl, that Andy Reid wants to win a Super Bowl. That's why they're, I mean, they're here to make money, but they're mostly, you know, they're here to win. If they win, they'll make even more money. They'll make even more money if they win. So they went out and they spent a bunch of money on a bunch of free agents, showing that they had a desire to win. But just because you have a desire to win doesn't mean that you will win. So I don't think that um, going and getting Peyton Manning shows that they have any more desire to win than if they decide to go with Michael Vick. Your opinion may be that it is a smarter thing to do, but I don't know if it is if it shows any more desire to win. I mean, they're paying Michael Vick like eighteen million dollars this year or something. They, you know, they like, clearly they they want something out of him. At this point, a win would wins would be great. Bob, you're on ninety four WIP. How are you, Spike? I'm good, man. How are you? I have a, I have a question for you football-wise. You know, not on the Manning topic, uh, but I'll get to the Eagles. Uh, a friend of mine asked Will earlier tonight, <laughs> a friend of mine earlier tonight asked me, where's Where's Ron Jaworski on Monday Night Football? I heard he got, uh, he, he went off, and I said, I don't know, but I'll find out. Ron Jaworski is now in the studio. He's no longer part of the Monday Night Football broadcast. I think they, the, the, the rumor was, or the, the talk is, is that they want to clear space. They want to make John Gruden feel as comfortable as possible because they don't want John Gruden to go back to coaching. So if they took Jaworski and took him out of the studio because, you know, and, and give, uh, Gruden more, more room in there and maybe find somebody that he gets along better with. Then, um, then they'd be able to keep him longer. So, so he'll be on Monday Night Countdown. Who, who Jaworski? Yes, I was wondering. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I just know he won't be part of the broadcast itself anymore. He'll be like he'll be an in studio analyst. And 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 about the Eagles, I'll, I'll tell you before I get to my Sixers. There, there's four words I have to say to the Eagles. Prove it to me. Prove because it to you. Have, okay. They have. I'm saying they keep saying they want to win a Super Bowl, but you got to prove it to me. Believe me, because fire, heart, desire—that's that's all part of one thing. What I call the killer instinct, and I think there's one or one or maybe two pieces that's missing. What would you think they miss? The Eagles? Yes. I, well, I mean, they're missing a linebacker and a safety. No, I mean fire, heart, desire. I mean, what would you think they're missing? Oh, um, I I don't think I don't I don't think it's just fire, heart, and desire. I think it's fire, heart, desire, and, and talent. Um, you know, I, they were missing players. They were missing two things last year. There, I don't think that anybody has any lack of heart or desire except for DRC. Man, if Dominique Rogers Cromartie is not on another football team that I ever watched for my whole life, I'll be so happy. Um, I don't think anybody else on the team had any fire, heart, or desire problems. They just, they, they didn't have enough players. They didn't have a, they you know, they, to play the defense they were playing, they didn't have a linebacker. They didn't have a safety. They, they, they probably didn't have two linebackers. Probably could have used two more guys and probably could have used another, a, a good safety. And they didn't have it. I don't think it had anything to do with fire, heart, or desire. I don't need to be proved anything. I just, I want I just want them to win. I, I don't know how else you can prove it to you, but other than to win, oh boy, here we go. Uh, Bill, you're on 94 WIP. Hey, Spike. Bill. Hey, what's happening, brother? I, how are I'm I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm a little perturbed at what you just said. You said Michael Fick is a good quarterback. 
Yes. What did he? Okay. All right. He had a good year with the Eagles, his first year. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did he do with the Falcons? A good quarterback is rated at, what, 300-yard passing games. No. His average. No. Uh, okay. Okay. No. Look, hear me out for one second. All right. I, I got perturbed at that. He's a great athlete. That caller was right. He is a great athlete. Probably, I'm 33 years old, probably one of the best athletes I've ever seen play football. Do you know that being an athlete and being a good quarterback are not mutually exclusive propositions? No, they are two separate things. No, 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 what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying, hey, hey, Bill, Bill, what I'm telling you is that they do not exist on on only separate planes. They are not mutually exclusive to each other. So you can be a great athlete, much like most people in the NFL are, and also yeah. be a great quarterback. Oh, yes, but Michael Vick is, is as far as quarterbacks are concerned, is average. Do you know two years average. ago, like two years ago, his quarterback before, rating was like 105. Okay, and before he came to the Eagles. I'm not, but that doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Let yes, me ask you something, Bill. His rate as a quarterback Bill. before he came to the Eagles how many 300 yard pacing games Who did he have? I don't I don't care about Bill you're th- Bill you're 33 right you're 33 right. Okay yes I'm 33 What do you do and for I'm a Bill what I've seen Bill what do you do for a living I'm a steam fitter Okay are you better at 33 than you were at 27 uh, no, because I had a different career when I was a 27. I was a sports fisherman. Okay. Completely different career. <laughs> well, let's say you would continue to be a sport fisherman. In five I'd, have li- better, I'd have been better now than I was then. Well, that that's my point, Bill. You just made my point. Thank you. I don't care what Michael Vick did. I can't, are we really having this discussion? You can certainly have a discussion about whether Michael Vick is elite level, you know, 9, 10 level or, or 7 level. You can have that discussion. But don't tell me... It's a weird, like, coded thing people and people do with with black quarterbacks, where you say he's athletic, and that means that you know that's your backhanded way of complimenting him and saying that he he's not. A, I've watched him be a good quarterback. I don't care what he did in Atlanta. I've watched Michael Vick be a good quarterback. Whether he's the best quarterback or not, whether you think he can win a Super Bowl or not, is entirely a different discussion. But I've watched him be a good quarterback, and it's ab- he absolutely is a good quarterback. I've seen it happen. I watched it on TV. I watched it. I watched it in person. He amazed all of us. He was he was better than we ever thought he could be. And whether he can win a Super I don't know whether he can win a Super Bowl, but don't say he's not a good quarterback and don't call him athletic and like it's just so sorry, it's so condescending and and he's a great great athlete. Man, like what pleasure do you get out of that? You know what you're doing. You know how you're saying it. Ugh. Uh, Chris and Brian and Amir on the way and uh, and you but please with the Michael Vick thing I mean we you can talk about how good he is but don't talk about whether he's good or not and Peyton Manning and all that stuff I'm all mad now it took me a couple hours 888-729-9494 I'm Spike Eskin 94 WIP Sports Time is 1236 Sports Radio 94 WIP Sports Radio 94 WIP Stop. <laughs> that's not that one. That's not uh that's not stop collaborate and listen. 
That's the Queen one. I'm Spike Eskin. Um, I can't believe of of all I try to do and the the discussion I try to inspire here. Doing my four hours of radio per week here on ninety four WIP, and I wind up discussing why you're calling Michael Vick athletic instead of calling him good. I can't believe this is what it comes down to. Try to talk about Peyton Manning. Tried all that stuff, and try to talk about Evan Turner, and it just it winds up. Lines up with Michael Vick again. Uh, Amir, you're on 94 WIP. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Michael Vick, too. I, I didn't want to talk about him, but I've been hearing him for the last few callers. You and me, man. You and me both. All right. All right. First of all, I agree with you. He's a great quarterback, but, well, no, he's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Good quarterback. But I think he's a great football player. It's like Perry. Like, you know what he reminds me of? When Iverson in his heyday, when. Like it was a lot of two guards better than Iverson, but as a as as, as a two guard, but all around player, all the intricacies that he brings to the to, to the court, which like Michael Vick brings to the field, the, like I think that overcomes like that, that overpasses everything else. Like the fact that people like the defensive ends have to honor him before they go uh, attack the running back, or the way. Uh, defense had to spy on him. Like he's just a good, he's a good, a great player, but he's a good quarterback. Yeah. Well, I I understand. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I think we saw with Vic, we saw him at his best two years ago. I mean, we saw where he did that thing. It was almost like you know they talk about Vic like a video game. It was all, it was like that. It was almost like if you did one thing, he would do he would do the other. You know, if he yeah. thought he was going to run, he would pass. If he thought he was going to pass, he was going to run and there was no way anyone could defend him. And then people caught up to him. I think I think the the mistake that people make with Vic is they say he is unable to read defenses and he is unable to make um you know to do those things. I don't think that's I think if there's a problem with Vic it's it's not that he's not able to read it. It's that he doesn't take the time to read it. Yeah. I think I think what happened this year was that you know, the similarity. I will I will draw a similarity to Michael Vick last year and Evan Turner's jump shot. So Evan yeah. Turner worked all off season on his jump with shot Herm, with Herm McGee. With Herm yeah. McGee, and then all of a sudden things weren't so easy. He didn't have a ton of practice time, and he st- and all of a sudden the jump shot started to look uglier again. He reverted back to what he was used to. Right, and and last year with the Eagles. It got tough, you know. All of a sudden, it got. It was that first year. It was all golden, and then it got tough last year. So he did that first thing, that natural reaction, which is to, if you know, to go. If if the first thing isn't there, to take off. And I think hopefully, what happens with Vic in this off season is that he gets patient again and and starts to, you know, and and goes yeah and i think he's 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 able to he just it's that you know you could tell it's just that that first thing he wants to do that natural instinct to just well i'm faster than everybody else you know i can get away from him and what he'll learn is les bowen made a good point on on my show like a couple weeks ago is that he thought that donovan mcnab the minute that he realized he wasn't faster than everybody else anymore. He didn't know how to handle it. And that's when he went down. And that Vic's going to have to learn that, you know, I think we all know as we get older, we're not quite as fast as we used to be. And that even counts for Michael Vick. So he's going to, he's going to have to learn that. I think I have two more quick questions real quick. Yes, sir. If Evan Turner, like, please, like how I think he can play. I think tonight is not a mistake. Like I think not 26, but I think he can put up solid numbers at the two guard spot. 
But if that happens, do you think they still want to look to shop uh, shop Iggy around or ship Iggy out? Man, that's that's the um, that's the million dollar question. I I don't know. I think that they because at, at first they were saying like they wanted to get rid of Iggy so Evan Turner can like so he can grow. But if he's putting up these numbers with Iggy, like is there a reason to get rid of Iggy? No, I, look, I. He great basketball player. Really good basketball players are not easy to find. So to find a replacement for Andre Iguodala wouldn't be an easy feat. So I think if if you're the Sixers, you would love to find a way to make Evan Turner and Andre Iguodala be able to play at the same time. And I think the one thing that the Sixers have learned this year is that I think they went into this year really doubting whether that was possible or really doubting that they wanted to keep Andre Iguodala. And I think this year he has proven to them, and they have proven that he is valuable and he knows what his role is and i think that they would love to keep him and i think honestly things as small as there's an andre iguodala commercial that's only iguodala now for the sixers yeah and and they didn't have that you notice at the beginning of the year was all the young guys it Uh wasn't there was no brand there was no iguodala there was no none of that and i just think they're trying to you even notice the cheers at the beginning of the 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 game are not they used to be 50 50 with iguodala and now they're like they're like 80 20 you know people like him a little warming up to him now yeah so i would love for them to keep iguodala okay and the last question this is my first time listening to you and it was a pleasure to listen to you, but are you related to uh, Howard? That's my dad. Oh, okay, that's that's good. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. That's um, hopefully. I, I I hope to take all his good traits and leave all the bad ones behind. But that's yeah. yeah. You, don't, you don't seem as controversial. No, no, no. It was good listening to you, though. Have uh, a good night. Yeah, thanks, Amir. Not as controversial because I don't know where he gets the energy. Dude, I'll fight with my dad for like 15 minutes. He'll come into the office and we'll argue about something, and I'm done. I can't do it anymore. He's got more energy to argue with people than I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can argue, you know? And I've been around this stuff my whole life. But, boy, he just he can go and go and go. I love him, but, man, can he go. Jack, you're on 94 WIP. That's how old guys are, though, Spike. We can all argue. But, <laughs> I mean, after a while, I just try to wear you out. Yeah, well, that's it. dude. The older I get, I'm. I'll be thirty. I'm thirty-five. I, I could argue. I when I was twenty-five, I could have argued for for eight hours straight. Now at thirty-five, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know? Well, I'm fifty-seven, and I, I just get tired of arguing. Yeah, I try to say what's on my mind. But anyway, I called. Is I heard you on with the steam fitter guy. Yes, and I don't really think he was articulating himself the way he wanted to. I, the thing with Michael Vick is he's not consistent, uh, and you say he's a good quarterback, and, and and one of the things I think that's a teller is that he doesn't read defense as well because he throws a lot of interceptions. Uh, his height is a problem. Uh, he gets a lot of balls batted down. Um, so there's a lot of inconsistencies and inefficiencies in his game. Um, uh, the physical tools, he's not, he's not tall. I mean, he's not a strong quarterback. You know, he's hard-headed in that he won't get down uh, when the defense bears on him. He'll, he'll just try to take a hit, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think you make yeah. you make valid criticism. He's he's short, but so is Drew Brees. Now Vic kind of has that sidearm kind of delivery that, um, you know, he gets balls batted down. And I think he, 
you know, he needs to do a better job of putting himself in position to throw the ball and not get them batted down. Um, I think his problem is that he's moving outside of the pocket, whereas Breeze, um, Breeze moves, it, you know, Breeze stays in the pocket. And that's, it's all about patience with Vic. It's well, all, you know, I, between the ears. Yeah. Well, yeah. but, I, but see, I, I think you're, you're making, you're making a leap. I think you're, you're making a leap that he's not, Smart. It's not that he's not smart. I, I think there's a difference between patience and intelligence. I, you know, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I just. He sounds like a nice guy, and we're going down that road again. And it just makes me. He is imperfect. He is not Aaron Rodgers. That no, but let me tell you something. Eli Manning is not a perfect quarterback. Both you and I have seen Eli Manning suck. You know, most of this year. Eli Manning was not that great a quarterback. Now, he came to play in the playoffs? Absolutely. Um, there's no deny. You can't win two Super Bowls and not come to play. But you don't need a perfect quarterback to win. You you need a good quarterback to win. You don't need a uh, a perfect quarterback to win. And Michael Vick is good enough to win the Super Bowl. I just I think he is. I th- I think he's more than good enough to win a Super Bowl. There's plenty of of NFL teams out there trying to win Super Bowls with worse quarterbacks than Michael Vick. The 49ers are trying to do it with Alex Smith. Really? I mean, you wouldn't if you offered them straight up Alex Vick Alex Smith for Michael Vick, you don't think they'd take it? Clearly they take it. Um I just, you know, I don't think it's um I think you're you're being a little crazy with the Vick thing, with the criticism. You get a little you get everybody's every quarterback in the NFL, aside from Aaron Rodgers, is is imperfect. Every quarterback in the NFL, I think Michael Vick's a good quarterback. Um, and did he even talk about the six? I don't even think it was all Vick, right? He was trying to defend the other, the steam fitter guy. Um, coming up at uh, at one, going to talk to uh, Zvi Torsky from uh, from Slam Magazine. He's a uh, he he. I, I'm curious to see what he ha- says about the the Turner Igadala. Um, Drew Holiday thing because right it happened it happened perfectly today. Smallwood wrote that column that he thought they got to get rid of Turner because they got to make a choice between Turner and Iguodala, and of course that column comes out and they play well together and they win by thirty. So uh, that's coming up at one, and also Chris wanted to talk about Evan Turner too. So talk to him and talk to you if you want to talk about Evan Turner. We'll do the Michael Vick thing if we have to, but I'd I'd, I'd prefer not to. 888-729-9494. Adam says no. Are you saying no? Are you putting the kibosh on on Michael Vick discussion? No. says no. 888-729-9494. I'm Spike Eskin. 94 WIP Sports Time is 1253. Oh, yeah! Live from the Tasty Cake Studios, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I want to apologize to you. I got a little snippy there. <laughs> Sorry. Not used to working with other people. Talking. <laughs> I sit in my office all day in front of the computer, man. Talk to other people. I lose my mind sometimes. My name's Spike Eskin. Um, it's funny. I have a Svi Tversky, right? Yes, sir. You got it. Uh, all right. I, it's funny. I only see I, he was going to come on. He's like, yo, yo, I can jump on now. It's like, great. I don't know how to say your name because I only see it in print. So, <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. Senior editor at uh, Slam Magazine. Dude, Slam is like, Slam is so cool. 
<laughs> you know, slam is cool. It's cool to say, right? I mean, that it's one thing to say that you're you're part of like you know like Sports Illustrated, the Sporting News, but slam like has cool factor. Yeah, it definitely has some cachet with the players and fans around the league. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just relevant, you know. That's that's all I could say. Yeah, it's certainly. With I would imagine, I didn't even think of that with players uh, as much as regular people because I think play, there's a um, you know, th- that same factor that I was talking about that I think players respect. I, you guys do a better job of you're almost like hit parader was to rock music when I was growing up. You do a good job of like pumping every pumping players up. You know, it's it's you know I think you're you're probably a little bit more favorable to to players, you know. I, yeah, we let, we let other people take care of the stories where they rip down players and rip down teams. You know, we try building them up. There's a lot of, you know, bad press out there. And whenever we see a good story, we try latching onto it, you know. Yeah. Um, well, a good story tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Um, on the same day, it's funny, I'm a season ticket holder for the Sixers. And we got our email today about renewals. Um, and some of the prices actually went up. Mine didn't, but a bunch of the prices went up. And I thought, oh, how perfect to have a 30-point win on the same day that the season ticket renewal emails went out. We needed that win tonight, man. Needed that win real bad. I can't even tell you how bad they needed that win. Do you think... Um, you know, the big question has been Evan Turner and uh, and whether he fits. You know, they when they drafted him, everybody was just hoping he would be a two guard and uh, kind of ignoring the ignoring the ignoring the ignoring the ignoring the ignoring the ignoring the, ignoring, the, ignoring, the, ignoring, the ignoring,